Hello, what's happening, people? Welcome back to the Create Me podcast. So this is going to be the last episode in a series of special conversations in partnership with Northlands Creative. Today, my guest is artist Jade Ford. He's based out in Manchester. I had a really nice conversation with Jade. Um, yeah, kind of reflected on a lot about identity and culture and what it just means to be an artist, especially kind of in recent kind of couple of years, and you know, with issues around like Black Lives Matter and also managing a pandemic as well i really enjoyed the conversation and i hope you guys enjoy it too i'm gonna be back at the end as usual all right see you soon so um today um welcome to create me podcasts um thank you for kind of being a part of these series of special conversations in partnership with northlands creative um how you doing yeah doing good man um i'm slightly in turmoil at the minute with moving and new studio uh got kicked out of my studio as well um so it's 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 been tricky but uh two exhibitions approaching have kept me uh very like very motivated um yeah. trying to like, make it all work and not let it affect work when you know mm-hmm. general life stuff takes control you know you kind of have to like swerve it as best you can and then focus on you know uh, the glass so uh yeah yeah it's it's, it's getting there though it's getting there yeah it, it seems like obviously you've got a lot going on you know at the moment as well and i kind of feel like you know even like and i think just various conversations i have with like um artists and creatives over the years it's just kind of being like um do you do you feel like you kind of thrive in that being busy and having multiple things happen at the same time do you need to keep yourself busy it's it's definitely come natural um and it's it's a interesting one because it it tends to happen quite severely after university um like that first postgrad year or, or the second year it it hits you you know like project here project there then a huge break and then you've got your kind of like your the job that keeps you afloat coming in but then you've got you know, a big major project, exhibition. So it's so jambled, but it it's always keeping keeping you on your toes and it gives you flexibility. So yeah. leaving hospitality uh, over the summer last year gave a lot more flexibility um, and it, it freed up a lot of space and thinking and analyzing and trying new things. Um, so yeah, it's very mixed, uh, but I think that's that's the way I kind of want to keep things now. Yeah, so. no, no, it kind of no, it definitely makes sense. And you know, just for the listeners, like, where did your kind of like just I guess you know your development or like interest in being creative, being an artist, come from? Just off mic, was speaking, you know, you said that you were originally from bermuda and you moved over to the uk when you were 16 so i'm kind of like curious was there like a massive influence of like art and creativity happening for you when you was growing up yeah yeah like this probably the primary thing um i think the fundamental bit is uh the environment um the culture the i guess freedom of uh where I was, um, it because I my mom and my dad were kind of creative. My my dad was more musically, uh, but he never really spoke about it. He wasn't really a, into it, into it. But um, he definitely like played like piano and stuff. And my mom was 
a natural artist. So she taught me how to draw um, from the beginning, abstract drawing and geometrical stuff. And so that was from an early age. And then being in a place like that allows your mind uh, sort of like energy and a bit of zen um, from an early age. And it, it, it expands all the time because, you know, you're, you're, on, a, you're on a beach around 2 p.m. Uh, on one day and then, you know, you're sort of like hiking up that same beach about five hours later, you know, in between different, doing different things. So like it, that in contrast to getting on a bus for an hour in the UK and then listening to music and then going home, work the next day, repeat. Um, I, I, yeah, I really credit young artists that have to grow up in London or other cities because I can't imagine how, what it's like you know, in, in contrast, um, and having that freedom back home, I was always thinking, always creating, always nothing really blocked me when it came to the the intensity, I guess, of of, of living. Um, but yeah, it's really important for artists to have that have that space. Yeah, I, I kind of see that. I kind of um, you know, like my family's from Jamaica and when I started going out there, I think, you know, I've mentioned this before, like to have people, I think my mum did it very deliberately to take us out there when we were younger to kind of just get a different yeah. kind of perspective or lifestyle of living. And a lifestyle out there is kind of very much just relaxed and just chill. There's a vibe to it as well, you know, people doing what they're doing, but they're doing it with obviously like, you know, um, with a, with a purpose and but it's not that kind of angst or anxiety in comparison to the UK yeah. <laughs> of yeah. getting caught up in this kind of thing of actually I need to be here at this time at this specific kind of place as well there's, there's, there's definitely more kind of zen like you mentioned that kind of chill kind of vibe and it's just kind of like yeah we'll do that and we'll get this kind of thing done and stuff like that and I think it's, also, it's definitely kind of important to kind of reflect on it is it kind of like those kind of early experiences for you that kind of helped you in terms of actually how you kind of create as well yeah yeah you know like um it can be as simple as the, the the sea you know the coastline the the wildlife um you know the just the natural entities like around you you know like uh whistling frogs and crickets you know them ones you know like they they never stop you know and, and like constant in the evening you know and like it's it goes on for so long you you don't even hear it anymore it's like in the city when someone lives right next to a train you know they after a few years they don't really doesn't really it's, the body is adapted to that yeah um, so that adaption uh it happened a lot uh back home so that influenced music and uh a lot of uh rhythmic stuff whether, whether it came to art or you know, it just gave you this natural flow and and ease to like approach it. It was never like um, pushed or what's the word? It was never, I guess, um, a, a sense of intensity or um, deliberate. You know, thing like, oh, this is what you gotta do. This is criteria. This is, um, you know, what what you've gotta finish off by this point or that point. You know, it's never. Yeah forced so as i grew up in my teens 
it was fascinating because you know I moved here when I was 16. That's like halfway or close where I am now. So it was like a oh I gotta adjust, and it was like it was scary, but I, yeah. I think I was ready. I was ready to 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 make that adjustment. Okay, and where did the kind of interest? in terms of actually working with glass kind of come from? Where did that kind of like transpire from? Was there a specific person that kind of inspired you to get involved in glass or was it kind of like a natural mm-hmm. transition? So I saw it when I was uh, quite young uh, in Dockyard, which is uh, at the west end of the island. Um, it's like a big tourist area. area and just like, yeah, you know, loads of uh, cultural hubs there and shops and stuff. Lovecraft and uh bakery uh, set, uh sort of startups and stuff um and that was interesting um i didn't know what to make of it it was is very intimidating as you can tell and like as a teenager you know you're just like or actually as a young younger than a teenager you, you look at something and you're just like looking at it but you're kind of scared to get involved but you want to at the same time and you, you just you just look and you take that information in um and it kind of faded obviously growing up and and whatnot um i play a lot of football so that was like taking over and my first year of university at the manchester school of art that was when you know the workshop came back into play uh I found it quite boring at first because it was like glass cutting, uh, lamp working, which is like, you know, uh, bead making and stuff. And yeah, I, I couldn't really vibe and, and get uh, ideas and I found it quite flat. So eventually the glass blowing uh, sort of influx came in and seeing what could be created, uh, what could be uh, sort of, looked into when it came to form or combination of materials and uh i guess the character of that material was what really spoke to me um because it's so uh adventurous as a material and it's has incredible uh borders you know it's not it's not i guess a one-dimensional thing it's it's quite uh it goes quite deep as as its materiality, you know. So that that was just it just made sense to me because I was interested in all these other things. It, it it's a language I can understand. So that was yeah. like the the first big light bulb. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, no, it sounds you know it sounds obviously kind of very interesting how you kind of disconnected and how I guess you know for some people, you know, when they're exposed to something, is this kind of like, it starts to click, is there, you know, and obviously you kind yeah. of mentioned obviously you've been a young age and I, and I get it and we've all been there about not wanting to get it wrong, <laughs> you know, when you're, when yeah. you're younger, in comparison to when you're older and you can actually allow for there to kind of be mistakes. But when you're working with glass, what are some of the kind of challenges, I guess, like in terms of like, if you could let the listeners kind of, you know, know actually what is like your specific kind of practice when you're working with glass and how do you kind of work with glass like, you know, individually? Yeah. So yeah, one of the reasons why it really uh, stuck was because um, in Bermuda, I was into drawing, painting. Uh, I'd done a lot of craft based 
stuff like mixed materials um clay was huge in high school uh yeah the kiln and they had like uh really really good resources so that was like the initial you know handmade molding uh sort of fabricating and sculpting that was like what started it so the glass kind of played into that and it, it kind of made sense um and you know we're getting i guess deeper into the into that material it it um allowed all of my interests to combine um and that's kind of how i grew this interest and the way i work in glass specifically you know came from that it was um the clay work the the woodwork you know the metal work you know all of these uh resources were um sort of like i guess really accessible um which is why the 3d design course that i was on was uh definitely the best thing for me you know i could hop into this room that room that room, and really try and test and really get my uh i guess uh my grounding um quite well with with objects i like to make or experimental stuff um so that was really important that i just wasn't on a graphics course or um uh product design course where it's like very specific um so the 3d course was so uh widespread it it, it helped me to um hop in between all of these workshops and then before i you know before i knew it i was making metal molds wood molds uh even ceramic casted faces uh that was an interesting project project that was you know having this slip cast uh face and then being able to blow over the top of that and then getting you know these sculpted faces uh which picked up really amazing detail from that you know, so it was always trying and testing and seeing how I could push the material. Um, and that that was like probably the first big leap into the style and investigations I, I really wanted to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of I was looking to do a bit of research. I was looking on your website saying like, you know, you're a recent kind of graduate. So when did you when did you graduate? In twenty seventeen. Okay. Um, okay. And it's like, it's really hard to assess the whole, um, I guess, period, because it's like, I'm not really a recent graduate, but I've had, you know, two years <laughs> of my of my uh, practice just like, you know, um, go very flat. Um, I've got an unbelievable amount of work just stocked up that I need to sell and I haven't made a sale in about yeah two and a half years so okay. you know the pandemic is kind of like i am still a recent graduate but mm-hmm. you know, it's been about three three and a half years so yeah i guess you know that's what is going to lead on to my next question about the kind of pandemic and for you as an artist and you kind of just just briefly touched on this about the you know not, not kind of making sales and stuff like that as well and but yeah how you know beyond that how have you kind of how's the kind of the pandemic has impacted on your practice in general and i guess in terms of and your motivation to kind of still create in that kind of really kind of key point of time of like 2020 yeah yeah it was very um terrifying as a 
freelance, you know, entrepreneur uh, sort of um, person, it can really jar you. And like even seeing other other people just fully move on or adapt, get into other work and kind of like, you know, hang up the boots and say like, you know, this isn't uh, viable. Um, and that I saw that quite a lot. But I think I think I come too far to kind of like just leave it um, and to not keep keep at it because you know these this material is is super expensive to make as we all know um, the resources you need are quite far apart um, all of the I guess color and um, packaging and storage it all it all adds up. So my practice took other avenues um, and it was, it was really, really uh, life-changing because the pandemic allowed that for quite a lot of people looking at what else they might be interested in, other, other alternatives and other things that, you know, inspire you or you have a passion for that you can kind of, you know, switch things up or keep you busy and potential other work. So because I couldn't make anything or sell anything or exhibit anything, it was like that, okay, let me pick up this other thing that's always been a huge part of me. So music, uh, sound editing and sound design, that was huge uh, growing up. And uh, early years of uni, you know, I worked, I messed around with Logic and stuff, but being so busy, I couldn't do it, you know. So now that we're just home, stuck and can't do anything, slowly seeped in i found my uh, passion again um i worked with home uh, manchester um and a few other projects to really you know keep that uh i guess adventurous practice uh going not just you know sticking with one thing and letting that uh bring down my self-esteem and my uh faith and what i want to do you know because it, it, it did affect a lot of people yeah. so um lucky i was i was grateful enough to follow that and yeah i'm still doing it now i'm still doing sound design projects um i was bringing in some some money which is good and give me a bit of financial cover so um yeah that that this two-year thing has has uh, been <laughs> a roller coaster, but mm-hmm. it, it's um, it's definitely kept me afloat. Yeah, yeah, I've, I think you know you're right. You've hit so much kind of like valid points there, and I've seen it for myself in Scotland of like you know some people kind of just packing in, you know, some projects or like you know what like their kind of jobs and stuff, and just going like you know I've done this, and I'm just going to go back to the day job. You know, it, yeah, it was a, you know it was, it was a challenging time you know, for everyone, I think, you know, across the kind of UK and then like, you know, and then, you know, and on the back end of that as well, we had like all the, like, you know, the Black Lives Matter kind of issues, exactly. which I always kind of say to people will be longstanding issues anyway in the UK exactly. that just pop up like yeah. overnight. Um, yeah, that actually inspired another project of a lockdown, you know, and that, yeah, yeah. And it was, that, that did help to, to, mm-hmm. to, to uh, give that enthusiasm and spark and you know, hope, you know, mm-hmm. towards what, yeah. but whatever your identity is, you know, it, it, it is, 
it was incredibly inspiring. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, because I definitely want to kind of just touch on with that. With you, I think a lot of like you know, um, black and other like artists of color I've spoken to um, across Scotland that say that it was a challenging time, but also kind of also like um, on many kind of different fronts as well of like just kind of being bombarded to kind of like free labor and advice for people and stuff like that, and being like a sounding board, but obviously not wanting to be a sounding board at all because it's not their role as like creatives or artists. But um, yeah, you kind of mentioned you said like another project kind of developed around that kind of period as well. And would you mind kind of actually just delving into that just a little bit um, for the listeners? Yeah, yeah. Um, it basically, it was just a, I guess, a bit of a spark within my own um, background and culture and identity. And it just um, came out uh, eventually um, after all of the, I guess, hysteria on, on, on social media and of the, you know, in, in I guess, intense uh, bombardment of things that, you know, you kind of been sort of seeing so long. And all of a sudden it's like, this is a problem, you know? And like, you're just like, right, okay, okay. And for a week, I was just like, this didn't, yeah, it, it was honestly weird because I was just like, you know, and I, I never really experienced racism or anything like that um, or major classification, you know, until I kind of moved to bigger cities and whatnot. Because, um, you know, back home it's like everyone's, <laughs> you know, of the same, yeah. uh, you know, people and culture and stuff. So um, the, 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 the sound design and spoken word kind of like, birthed you know from that that experience and um i thought how can i help anyone else yeah i guess in a similar position because it, it is quite rare to have um you know ethnic uh i guess um entrepreneurs uh are really excelling you know in, in the design industry and uh in the in that format so you know, being able to like express that that I guess a story and you know making it comfortable um, was really important, and then it, it inspired a lot of my my personal practice with glass as well. You know, um, and yeah, the project was uh, a, I think around seven minutes, um, and it's uh, using uh, percussions. It's using uh, everything pretty much recorded in my room um because i couldn't really go anywhere um and yeah it 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 really tells the story of you know people around me and uh, my background um and yeah it really gave me that push and boost over that period and then going into the next year and starting other sound design projects um and being able to work from home which was really essential yeah, no, no, you know, it definitely sounds in, you know, interesting. It sounds like, you know, obviously there's that kind of obviously um, reflective kind of journey, you know, that you went on. I guess those those are kind of really important ones in terms of actually when you're able to kind of create as well. Um, you know, going back to kind of like, you know, just like the whole kind of like, just the gloss kind of making industry, did you, did you find it quite like, 
very inclusive, even more inclusive now? Did you have any kind of challenges when you first tried to kind of navigate your way into like the kind of industry or do you kind of feel like, you know, um, there, there was never that kind of many kind of challenges for you when you started? Yeah, I think, you know, because as in like pe- people have seen a lot more opportunities now on the Black Bane Asian front, you know, that's, that's another huge thing. Um, but for me, I guess, because of where I'm from and I, I guess uh, the, the interests I've had, it was never really a, a thing, you know, like this is a problem. It was always more, I guess, innovative and there was always more, um, I guess, uh, it was more, it's, it's really hard work to, because it's, it's a personal experience, <laughs> but it's like, the outlook and the perception was was never, I guess, directed towards that. It was more about, like, I guess, who I am, who I want to work with, um, r- actual quality work, and actual, you know, really eccentric people, and the opportunities that arise from that um, was always kind of where I led. So. You know, I never had trouble because I was wanted to work with everyone. Or if there obviously was uh, a a lack of that, um, and not as much um, inclusiveness, then you know I try my best to be that person. I guess you know to add more culture, more um, uh, black identity, and and that that was this. I guess this identity I was making or um, I wanted to show people um, to, 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 of course, inspire others and connect with others. Um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't much of a, like, oh, like, this is, this, is, this is weird, you know, why am I working with no one that looks like me? It was never really, you know, it was, ob- it was obvious, but I, w- I would never um, obsess with that because it is what it is you know i live in england you know so at some point you just, you just gotta get on with it and uh do as best you can to make that change or uh lead the way for that you know that was, that was kind of like my uh i i guess outlook on all of it and so that yeah that's why i found myself working with all, uh, all different types of uh eccentric people and different backgrounds and and it's 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 helping you know uh spreading that word and 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 seeing more uh outreach people just like you know you and me and people that are craftsmen or work digitally um have different skill sets you know um i think it's 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 definitely improved obviously um but i think i still want to keep doing what i'm doing rather than every day thinking like oh i'm I'm the only black person you know and <laughs> it you know it, it will become a unnecessary fascination you know um looking towards working with other ethnic people you know all around that's what i'm thinking you know and how you build to that, you know, because that's, I guess, the realization. 
Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, most definitely. Um, and in terms of actually like, you know, your, you know, your work as an artist, is, are there any kind of like materials that you haven't worked with or any kind of like themes that you'd like to kind of touch on in the future in terms of like to explore within your own kind of work? Uh, yes, it's a, it's a tricky one, I guess, because glasses, you have to kind of really um, study it for quite a long time with whatever material or method or process um, and the resource that's required to, to make that process. Um, so at the minute, I'm definitely fixated on I love wood techniques, uh, carving, um, CNCing, a lot of digital work um, because I could work at home and work, I guess, in my own time when it comes to digital modeling and creating really unique, intricate shapes. Um, I think that's the process I'm I'm trying to really build and evolve um, and other materials it's 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 more of like a you know pipe dreams man pipe dreams you know, <laughs> like, you know dreams that 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 hopefully will come but um uh water jet cutting is a okay bit of a pipe dream you know it's very like i want to do it but it's just getting the resources getting the connection to that um and you know you can you can cut glass with a uh, high pressure water metal. Um, I'd done a metal mold with water jet cutting back in uni, okay. but the fabrication uh, in the industrial part of the uni, you know, was accessible. So that's what made it possible. But now it's like, you know, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you can't uh, be doing that in your flat. Yeah, like, <laughs> all up, you know, you know yeah. hey, can I use your water jet cutter? You know, like, <laughs> Yeah, it's not that uh, simple. So, and then it's all of the programming and software editing with that. That's a whole other thing, you know. You know, so um, I'm sticking to, I guess, these processes and how I could develop them and, and build them. Um, yeah. Because again, it, it it's two years of of have lost. So you know, I pretty much would have been doing this for two years um at a really good level um so now i'm kind of there i guess this will not this heap of time will be uh really pushing it and hopefully selling some work and and then getting financial cover to make new work and then i guess new experimentation um and then the the biggest issue is is being in the workshop you know there's that big challenge and this like huge i guess um obstacle of not constantly doing it you know um i have the money to go and do it and then finish it off and polish it i don't have the money to go and do it every other day because then there's that awkwardness of hiring and then an awkwardness of making you work, but wanting to get the experience and wanting to just make. Um, yeah. So in Manchester, that's a challenge because you've only got the uni um, and 
Nikki uh, Nikki Steele has got another little project of glass making. Um, but because I work so big with a lot, lot of glass, it's she doesn't work like that. So I travel a lot to outside of Manchester and Sunderland, Bristol, you know. So that's the next big step, you know. Yeah. Relocate potentially relocating, getting constant, you know, uh, experience and making. That's that's the big challenge next. Um, but yeah, we'll see because it's will mean I have to like fully relocate and move near near the glass making shop, you know, all of that. So it's it's tricky. So yeah. Yeah. You know, it comes down to that thing of like an artist's life is studio space and funding. <laughs> yeah. And the kind of key kind of integral things to kind of keep things kind of consistent. Like, And I get what you're saying, actually, like you can have a space, but it might not be the space that can work for you. It tells actually the way you work as well. And it's always kind of little kind of minute things. I think people, especially listeners, kind of also kind of like, you know, it's good to kind of like hear you can kind of reflect on that as well. Because obviously what you do is very kind of specific. And, you know, you're saying there's a need and a want for this, which means that also that passion that drives you, you might have to move out with or Manchester to kind of maintain and keep that kind of going. Exactly. And that gives you that drive, you know. Um, I mean, that's really important that you said that, you know, um, it, it's always just like you're chasing and, and it's got you on your toes, you know, and you yeah. kind of like, and, and that, that, that keeps my workflow um it's such a good level um and that's really important so um i think at some point this year i'm going to do my best to get the funding and then uh have some proper time in the workshop and yeah. rather be it within uh, the uk or uh internationally um mm -hmm. i definitely want to try the northlands program that's that's kind of on the cusp i hope so and and that'll be like i think a month there mm. working and so that'll be great so yeah, yeah. No, so, so it sounds like obviously a lot kind of like potential kind of things kind of like um happening i guess like in the kind of planning stages for you but do you have any kind of up and coming exhibitions or projects that you want to let the listeners know about yeah yeah um gotta get that plug in there you know gotta oh yeah of course go for it yeah of course you know always you know um jurawood uh makers open has just opened um that's um in southwark um it's really close to uh the tate actually um tate modern um and yeah that's just open which is a really inspiring exhibition um and it's probably a year, just probably roughly just over a year in the making. Um, and it's, it's yeah, incredible uh, pieces of work from everyone on the um, curated team. And then um, that's on until April the 9th. And you can go and see it, yeah, pretty much any, any day. I think potentially not Sundays or mondays i'm not too sure but um yeah you can go see that that's that's on now and then it's traveling to newlands in uh cornwall and then later this year going into the following year is uh aberdeen um museums um and that that's going to be 
uh, exciting to go up there and, and visit. Um, and next up after that is Collect, uh, which is at the Somerset House. Um, and that's on from the 23rd, which is private views, until the 26th, 27th. And that's like the, the week of um, the International Art Fair. Um, London. Yeah, that, that's like um, always been a target for me. So um, I made some new work, especially for it, um, apart from Jerwood. Uh, don't ask me how I fit it in. <laughs> in the midst of uh, moving and yeah, studio evictions and all of this, um, I don't even know. I just, sometimes you just gotta milk it, man. You, you just gotta grind yeah, think, it out yeah do you know it's, it's exactly it's just that it's thing. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think a, a lot of conversations i've had with artists and creators over the years i think like you know that part for some people they thrive in that medium of actually deadlines and that pressure because they know they're going to get it done but it's almost like they need that kind of pressure that kind of boost to be like right now really constrained to the time frame so i'm going to get this done you know and i'm going to work hard on this as well i think for me it doesn't work having this kind of like open-ended thing where someone says oh yeah you can go and do this in like a year's time don't tell me that give me at least a timeline of when you want this kind of started and finished and then that's me yeah yeah man structure then structures your the way you work how you want to things in um and whatnot and yeah i think uh that that's been a big challenge for me and i've I've quite enjoyed it you know having to submit and finalize for an arts institution like that um and and making sure um i get my best out of it and um it's going to be with northlands as well so um you know, it's, 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 yeah, really big, uh, opportunity, which I'm really excited to, um, jump onto. Um, and that's, yeah, so that's at the end of February. And then after that, um, I'm also working with, uh, MIF, if you've heard of it, Manchester International Festival. Okay. That's, that's, I'm not sure that when that will be fully coming out, but that's, later on in the year mm. um and that's yeah that should be exciting that's expanding a lot of my sound stuff and um uh kind of like my side practice yeah. um so yeah that that that's another big thing i'm excited to hop onto um cool. so yeah it's gonna be a, a busy year for you yeah, yeah 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 it's good we all need it and you know yeah. it's i knew i knew it was coming you know just had to be patient and and do the, the the dirty work, and then it's like, yeah, bam, you know, you yeah. know you get these opportunities. Um, so I'm glad for yeah, a lot of people like me. That's you know, things are starting to pick up a lot more. Yeah, that's great. And so um, today, um, where can listeners find you? Like online, or are you on Instagram, Twitter, and like if you let them know, like your website, and we'll put those in the episode description as well. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. So um, when it comes to uh, my design practice, um, I've got an Instagram page that's Jade Ford Design, 
Um, and then it comes to a lot of my uh, sound editing and uh, musical ventures. Uh, that is uh, so O B E K A um, underscore music. So that's like, um, I guess, an alter ego, <laughs> alter, uh, alter um, identity of, of, I guess, what makes me me. Um, and that's, that's on Instagram too. So Obaka Music. Um, and yeah, it's like the main ones I use. And my website is uh, Jade Ford Glass. Um, and I, I've just put some new stuff up on that. So yeah, yeah, you know, um, the artwork is up for sale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just to put that in there. Like, yeah. you know, um, I do have a range of prices. Just if anyone's listening is curious. So, <laughs> yeah. Please don't um, hesitate to get in touch. Um, be great Brilliant. to hear from anyone. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of obviously like um, wraps up our time. I've um, been chatting for a while. And um, today, um, thank you so much for coming on. You know, this series of conversations and partnership with Northlands um, Creator. I really appreciate you taking out the time to kind of meet with me as well. So, yeah, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Oh man, I really appreciate it. Um, especially meeting up, meeting you, know, like not having to do a Q and A on paper. It's, yeah. it's it's so much uh, better to, you know, kind of do it directly, and it's, it's yeah, I really enjoyed it. So um, yeah, really uh, grateful for for the opportunity and Northlands as well, and Karen, the the OG. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, she's she's done a lot, and I appreciate it. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no worries at all. Well, thanks again for coming on the podcast, man. Amazing. Amazing. Cheers. So that was my conversation with Jade. I want to thank him for coming on the podcast and sharing his story with us. I think I could have spoke for hours with him. I really enjoyed it. So guys, be sure to check out the links of his work in the episode description. Definitely really interesting and cool stuff he's got going on there. And also big thanks and big shout outs to the episode sponsors, Northlands Creative, Creative Scotland and Creative Europe for making these conversations possible. And I'm very much interested to hear your feedback of what you think of these conversations. It's been a couple of years since we partnered up with Northlands Creative. So all feedback is definitely welcome and guys of course you can big us up and support us by you know instagram retweets and reshares and twittering and all that kind of good stuff you know all support keeps us going and also you know you can buy us a ko-fi online or you can pick up the dean as well all links to those are in the episode description i'm gonna be back with quite a few new conversations throughout the kind of spring period really looking forward to introduce you to some of these conversations and i'll be back very soon all right take care for now